0: Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, and I am your host in our Outwatch journey. You have caught us right here, nearing the end now of our Survivor Season 6 Survivor the Amazon Rewatch and Recap. Here on Outwatch, we recap, rewatch, react. To legacy seasons of survivor and i'm joined by three of my friends who are relative newcomers to the whole world of survivor today we will be recapping episode 12 of survivor the amazon titled sour grapes but before we get into the goings-on of this episode why don't you meet my friends and co-hosts starting with adam welcome to outwatch glad to be here alex So uh, if you are a regular listener, you know that we like to start things out just having a little fun, you know, just having (laughs) having some fun uh, by answering a question related to this week's episode. And one of the biggest moments of this episode was everybody getting absolutely plastered after the reward, Um, perhaps chief among them, our good friend Butch. And that got me thinking, Adam, if you were overserved on Survivor and got drunk, in which way would you completely ruin your game as a result of your drunkenness?
1: Well, I think I'd probably wind up telling at least two people who shouldn't know what I'm doing. So I'd probably just blow up at least an alliance by... Mm. Uh, revealing something like that
2: okay so you
0: would you would just give them your plans
1: yes Uh, i become very truth conscious when i'm inebriated if you will okay sure
3: you do (laughs) i have a different answer for adam but that's what would you say i would say that you'd get a little bit mean you'd be like whoever was annoying you you'd be like listen I think you're annoying, and here's why. I I
1: think, no, I I, I stand by my original answer. I think you're right. I think that's the way that my what would happen would come out is I would get really annoyed with somebody. Be like, you know what? You're getting voted off next.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's what you would say.
0: The truth comes out. It'd be something like that. (laughs) Uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Same question. If you were to get drunk on Survivor, how would that totally ruin your game?
3: Well, I don't know if it would ruin my game, but here's what I would guess would happen. (laughs) Most people wouldn't know that I was drunk and I would be passed out much earlier than everyone else.
0: (laughs) Featherweight. So
3: maybe I would miss out on the secrets that people were telling Uh. and that would ruin my game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that may be a blessing while everybody else is out here blowing their games up. You're sound asleep. Yeah. And then everyone wakes up the next morning and is like, Emily, I can't believe that that person did that thing to me yesterday. And you're like, for sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What a jerk.
0: (laughs) Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Hey, Scott, if you were to get blasted on Survivor, what would that do
2: to your game? So, yeah, I'm going to side with... Kind of what Emily said Adam would do. I would be like, if there was two people or one person (laughs) that I was really annoyed with, I would probably let them know my feelings. (laughs) 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 Thus ruining my game or causing drama.
0: You've always got to take into account their, you know, reaction in drunkenness too.
2: So you never know. Maybe
0: they find that funny.
2: Who knows? So maybe I would go off on Adam and he would say, ha ha, well, you're getting voted out next.
0: Scott and I would wind
1: up just like wrestling on the side of the of the camp. Wowzers. Yep. It'd be play wrestling at first and then it would get real. Yeah. <laughs>
3: now, there's, some, there's some sexual Everyone heat get there. Pulled
2: and then it would be on. No. Now, there's, some, there's some sexual heat there.
0: <laughs> I've been thinking about my answer here and I'm having a hard time because I think like when I get a little, a little toasted, you know, uh, usually I'm just like, I don't know, just more chill (laughs) and (laughs) less in my own head about things, you know? So maybe, um, yeah, maybe this is when I let my, my strategy guard down, you know? And I just like, I let fly the plan. Yeah. Uh, i don't know though
3: Hmm. or you'd be like you know what these bugs and this this rice that we eat every day it doesn't even matter to me it's fine (laughs) it's fine i don't even care about it one time
0: (laughs) (laughs) you guys are my best
2: friends
0: (laughs) let's never vote each other off never (laughs) that's actually probably what would happen i would just get like you know especially a appreciative of people but I don't know how that would blow my game up I'm sure there is some way I think I would maybe just like let everybody know what how much of like an internal wreck I am and that would like scare people off you know <laughs> 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 who's to say well if you uh, have your own answer to this question we'd love to hear it send us an email at outwatchpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll put your answer into one of our upcoming episodes hit us up um, how about we get to what happened on this episode, take a trip down to Tree Mail and see what it's got in store for us. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's go. We start episode 12 titled Sour Grapes with Jenna and Heidi personally hurt by Rob voting against them in the previous episode. And immediately Heidi pitches a new alliance to Christy who finds herself in the middle. At the reward challenge, we've got a trivia puzzle and a loved one's visit on the line. Matthew wins, but he gives up his opportunity to spend time with his mom to the rest of the tribe. But in a twist, Matthew then gets to spend the whole evening with his mom and some native Amazonians. Um, At that loved one's visit, Butch gets totally blasted, totally, 100 percent plastered. And Rob uses this drunken night as a chance to make up with Heidi and Jenna and wonders if Matthew with his win streak is still the one that he should take. Jenna throws Rob under the bus shortly afterwards at camp after he upsets Heidi, uh, talking strategy with her, and the whole thing blows up. After everything that has gone on in the last few episodes following this, Butch and Matthew uh, reinstate their alliance with Rob, despite Rob's flip-floppiness and lack of commitment to them. And here we are again with Christy in the middle, yet uh, taking a non-committal stance to uh, picking a side. At the Immunity Challenge, we've got Slingshot Shuffleboard. Jenna wins this one. And back at camp, Christy still can't commit, spooking Rob. And then in a surprise turn of fate, Rob approaches Heidi, asking her to vote out Christy. But of course, she's hesitant after just getting blindsided by Rob previously. Despite Christy's confidence at tribal council, um, she finds herself blindsided by a vote of four to two as everybody but she and Butch Vote for her. And lost in the shuffle of this is that for the first time ever in survivor history, we witness somebody giving up their immunity necklace. Jenna gives her immunity to Heidi, which of course ends up being inconsequential because neither of them receive any votes. But nonetheless, we witness some survivor history. And Christy is voted out by a count of four to two. Uh, Emily, Christy was one of your final remaining tribes people. Uh, what did you think about Christy's game in this episode and on the whole?
3: Uh, RIP, Rest in Power. <laughs> also, yeah, I was pretty upset about this. Um, I was really hoping that Christy could rise above all of the crazy drama that was happening. Um, and when I think. The thing that I've noticed when we watch Survivor and the thing I pointed out to Adam when this happened was whenever you think that you are ruling the game and that you're in control of the game, you're not. Yep. Yeah. And I think that got to her head and she was just like, wow. And, you know, I get it. She's like, finally, someone wants to pay attention to me. Like, I've waited this whole time. I worked so hard. And now you actually care. And I'm, you know, taking note of that. And it finally feels valid like like validation i guess yeah. um but in so doing she missed out on her chance and felt confident all the way up into the end when she was voted out so that was upsetting to watch yeah the sure. other thing that adam mentioned too when we were watching is when rob came up to christy and he was asking her how she was going to vote and she just was kind of like i don't know she should have just told him what he wanted to hear yeah for sure and that yep. would have saved her yep. him you know making other plans Cause that's what rob's going to
0: do. Uh-huh. Yeah, like th- she really plays this as badly as you can, right? When you're in the swing vote position like uh the worst thing you can do is not make either, you know, group feel comfortable with you because that's going to drive both of them to like start making contingency plans, right? If she tells rob, "Yep, totally, we're on." And if she tells Heidi, "Yep, totally." She g- truly does get to pick, but because she was so wishy-washy, Yeah, that caused Rob to switch things up and it caused Heidi and Jenna to be receptive to it. Right.
1: Well, it causes it causes them to panic. Yeah, because that's that's Rob's whole thing was he was like, I am secure as long as Christy is with me. And he didn't feel like Christy was with him. So he panics and he moves. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. What did you make of Christy's overall game here? She's out at final. What is this? six final six? Finishes in sixth place, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, Yeah, really overcomes a lot, really has um, a kind of up and down edit. Uh, Scott, what did you make of Christy's game from, Mm. you know, start to finish?
2: Um, I thought she did really well for herself. Like when we first started, I definitely did not think that she would make it as far as she did. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is you know her being deaf or just kind of how the immunity or the the alliances kind of played out but you know she was kind of a fighter she really stuck with it and she made it this far and really after the first few episodes I honestly forgot that she was even had kind of the hearing you know hearing issue Mm -hmm. so it it says a lot about her and her games but yeah obviously this episode didn't go well for her but it shouldn't overshadow a really well played game Mm -hmm. I think yeah Yeah, Yeah.
3: I agree with that, too. She really she worked so hard, probably harder than most people, if not all of them. Yeah,
0: I'd say that's yeah, that's incredibly fair and likely. You know, she had probably way more to overcome or like extra difficulties in this game than a lot of, you know, just about anybody else has to deal with.
1: Right. And I think like my only criticism of her game is are, are things that like I would criticize just about anybody who played this game about like, yeah. they didn't play the whole, like just say yes. Yeah. Like, be you know, and no one did that. Well, this season has done that well this season, except for really Rob mm-hmm. in a way, you know? So, I mean, all that considered, like she played a really good d- game and it really, it was a heartbreaking exit. I'm not sure. Like yeah. it stuck to see Dina go, uh, I I don't know if anybody else was really uh, affected me quite as much as watching Christy
0: get voted out. That was that was a rough vote to watch. She was like totally blindsided.
3: Yeah, Uh, she had no idea. Yeah, Yeah,
0: had no idea. And she like you you
1: felt like she deserved it at the end of that episode to to be there. Yeah. And then she gets voted out and it was just yeah, that was just rough to watch.
0: Yeah, you said it, but the the non committalness in this case is really what does bury her. Um, She's, yeah, she's in a fine spot for this vote, but because she can't commit, yeah, it drives the other people to panic and switch things up. And all you have to do is commit and you're fine. Maybe the person that you want out isn't necessarily the one who goes, but you're, it's at least not you. Right. Yeah. Uh, best moments from this episode Emily, do you want to hit us with your best moment to this uh, for this episode?
3: Uh, I think for the reward challenge yes um, seeing Matthew give that up so everyone else could see their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, that's really really kind of him and then i was like everyone's seeing their loved ones and he's just kind of like hanging out with everyone i was like this sucks for him like yeah. surely they're gonna do something right and so it was nice to see that he got a chance to hang out with his mom but that was just kind of i don't know that was really interesting to watch i was like surely they're not just gonna like make him yeah suffer through this and his mom <laughs> came all the way out here right to be told like oh you're the only one who didn't get to see your survivor player <laughs> so yeah yeah that was good. That was a good ending for that. Yeah. I was concerned.
0: Yeah, that was a really, a really good sequence. You get some insight into the philosophy of Jeff Probst, too, where he says, I, too, believe in the philosophy of giving is better than receiving. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Can we do that one more time where it sounds like you're not reading that off of a card? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam, what was your best moment from this episode?
1: Honestly, I'm going to I was going to say the the family visit was really cool, but really seeing Matthew with his mom, uh-huh. I think was really cool. I, I think up to this point, Matthew's been kind of he's been really stiff. He's kind of an awkward character. He's kind of that like he reminds me of that guy that like hung out with your friend group in high school. But like no one was like really good friends with him. It was just kind of awkward, but like yeah. was too nice to tell him to like go away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it kind of felt like that to me. And then, like, you see him with his mom and his mom at one point was like, stop, like, acting so tough or like whatever she says there. Like, you know, you can be emotional kind of thing. And you mm-hmm. just like feel this moment of like, ah, Matthew, like, really cares. But yeah, so like really wants to portray this image. Like, I don't know. It was a very humanizing. This was a really humanizing episode for a lot of them. It for was. Me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but Matthew in particular. Like, I really enjoyed that interaction. Mm
3: hmm.
2: Scott what about you? Um one of the things it's kind of off the beaten path but I really I was like kind of like laughing a bit when Jeff was having wine with everybody. Dude, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: The era of Jeff
0: as reward uh like host. We're <laughs> centrally in it and it is really funny to see.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of like, "Oh, <laughs> That's where we're... Okay, okay, this is good. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jeff Probst. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is
0: really funny to look back and see. Yeah. So let's hit some of the bigger moments here and dissect what needs to be dissected. We can, uh, you know, hit them in order for the most part. We, we, yeah, when this episode starts, it Jenna and Heidi are very firmly on the bottom after having just been blindsided in the last tribal council. Alex goes home right before this, right? And they're really putting their eggs in that basket with him and Rob. And then Rob flips on them and they are firmly at the bottom. And by the end of this episode, they're in a better spot, but still not the ones who are necessarily dictating what's going on. What in your minds does, do Jenna or Heidi need to do in order to get back in control Of what's going on to some degree um, from this position of bottomness.
1: I think the problem that they have at the end of this episode is they're really not any more powerful. I mean, they're not technically being targeted right now, but they're not more powerful because they linked up with Rob again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And Rob is the power player in that relationship. So when you link up with him, he is in control. So really what they should have done was try to sway Butch and Heidi, or I'm sorry, Krista.
3: Christy.
1: Christy. Why am I so bad? (laughs) bad Uh, And Christy. And try to get them to understand that, like, look, we understand that Rob is very convincing. We understand that Rob is this. We understand he's that and the other. But we should get him off right now yeah that is priority number one and i i I just i think that's your move if you want to be in this game but also like i guess we're early season survivors so i understand someone might want to sit next to him Mm -hmm. on the final Mm -hmm. because he's made enemies of so many people so
0: yeah that's definitely what they're saying at this point is that they yeah would love to go to the end with rob
1: so I think that's the hard part about figuring out what to do in this situation. Cause like what we understand about survivor doesn't necessarily apply.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like to that and what the like jury is measuring who they vote for on, like it changes with every season, right? Like mm-hmm. the construct of the jury, you know, can, can, slant in some ways towards like the most likable person who played a good social game it can slant sometimes to like yeah the like physical threat sometimes it slants towards the strategic mind and yeah you just never really know until you get out there or even until you get to final tribal what they're going to reward so but yeah like you can see both sides to that that in one variation of this it's like yeah of course we sit next to rob people don't like him on the other hand, you could say like, no, I never want to sit next to Rob. Look at all that he's done, you know, so yeah. tough to say. Yeah, we've talked about the reward challenge to some degree already. This is like the trivia, um, like puzzle thing, like they had to go like paddle out and then answer <clears> the <throat> the trivia and then like come back. Kind of weird challenge. But Matthew like wins this in a landslide, right? Matthew is definitely um, getting out there as, like, the challenge threat. We've talked about this for a while, but this episode especially, I think, really cements his ability to perform. Uh, Some funny moments (laughs) from this loved one's visit that I marked down. Um, Tough look for Jenna's dad, who... As he runs out, (laughs) Jenna says, "Don't run, you'll hurt your knees."
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he was on sand, so he's got some bad knees. He's fine.
0: (laughs) Tough look for Jenna's dad, Um, Matthew. Um, says when he was deciding if they get to see their loved ones or not. He says, "I felt like I was God for a moment.
2: yes, <laughs> which is a,
0: <laughs> it is a wild thing to say <laughs> I didn't know that Jesus had a vested interest in Survivor. <laughs> yeah. um and then yeah, it's like said and presented as like a very yeah like kind, generous thing for Matthew to give up um this reward. Ultimately, it like ends up working out for him. Because he gets to spend the night with his mom, too. But, like, Rob says this, and I was thinking this as it happened, too. Like, you have no choice but to do this if you're Matthew, right?
3: Right. Right. I
1: I I think it's the right decision. And I think that Rob and R- R- Butch would have done it, too. I have hesitation to say that Heidi and Jenna would have given up.
3: I don't think they would Their have. meat.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I think they would yeah, have
0: either. Maybe Christie, too, probably wouldn't have because she like.
3: Christie might have
0: earlier. been. So, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah. so I, I think about half of them would have been like, yeah, totally. Two of them, I really don't think would have one of them. Christie, it's like I, I could see her giving it up. I could see her not giving it up.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, like if you're playing survivor, you know, from like a strategic perspective, like right. You it's have the right to move. do this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and of course it's you. Know, yeah, presented as like a really generous thing to do, and it is. But there's definitely like game benefit here too. It's often said like that the last thing you want to do is win a loved one's visit reward like challenge, because now you know no matter what you're going to make some people mad at you when you choose who to bring along. But in this case, um, yeah, Matthew's given the option to make everyone happy. Uh, therefore, like. You know, nullifying that uh, slippery slope that comes with winning the loved one's visit. Mm-hmm. He was almost, yeah, given like a, a cop out. Um, I want to talk about Rob approaching Jenna, telling her that he wants to go to the final two with her, which then sets off um, a lot of the drama here in the second half of the episode. He tells her that he wants to go to the final two with her. Um, Jenna, you know, at least at first, seems to be like, yeah, totally. I want to go with you, too, because people hate you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then Jenna immediately goes and tells Heidi this, which then causes the conflict between Heidi and Rob, which then, you know, creates the big blow up at camp. Do you think that Rob should have approached this differently um, as far as telling Heidi or sorry, telling Jenna about final two and then um, that conversation with Heidi afterwards. Is there anything that you think he should have done differently to manage this better?
3: It just kind of throughout this section of the show felt like Rob was really grasping at straws. And so I don't know. I mean, ultimately it worked out for him. I don't know what, a more streamlined course of action could have been for mm-hmm. him but I don't think this was obviously helpful for him in the end I think he could have you know being desperate I think it made sense for him in the at the time but I think if he really were to step back and look at what he was doing he would have seen that this wasn't going to help anybody
2: well also didn't he isn't like how he phrased it he kind of phrased it like I stand the best chance against you. Yeah. Yeah. He does say yeah. that. So that was kind of my big complaint with it. Like how you lead with that. Yeah. What, what would you
0: have done differently, Scott? What do you think he should have said instead?
2: Well, um, I guess I don't, I don't know if I would have led like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but I don't, I mean, I'm not really sure how else you do. I mean, if, if, You could somehow paint it like nobody would expect this or something to that effect. But Mm -hmm. doing it how we did it automatically kind of raises a red flag to the person hearing it.
0: I think like the most common way to, you know, make this sort of pitch, unless it's somebody that you have like a strong alliance with and you just do the like, man, we've been in this together for the long haul. Let's like go all the way together, you know, is like approaching it as listen we it's a toss-up between the two of us if we get to the end who knows who wins I think we've both got an equal shot you know and I think that's like typically how people do that right is not you know because it will make them of course suspicious if you're there you're like dude you're totally gonna beat me let's go to the end together because then they're like why would you want to do that there's something else going on here. Right. But then on the other hand, we see what happens if you're like, I'm going to beat you, you know, that obviously doesn't work out super well too.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I find it really, I, I don't find it very believable that there's any way to approach Jenna or Heidi about this. And it not blow up in your face. Yeah. Cause what you're trying to do is you're trying to split up a duo. Right.
3: Who are mad at you.
1: Right, who are mad at you. <laughs> That's just I I just don't see how you make that happen. Like
0: bad timing, I, I, perhaps.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that like if he had a, if he had approached Christy, I mean mm-hmm. like, look, you and I can go final two. Like I think you and I can take this game all the way to the end and we can get rid of everybody else. Like you deserve it. You deserve it more than everybody else deserves it. You could sway her like that. Mm-hmm. You just need to convince her to trust you.
0: Yeah. Which we Which see you, she, yeah, she's hesitant to do this episode.
1: Right. But he's also not promising her final two in this episode. He's just saying, like, yeah. you're going to vote with me, right? 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 Yeah. You know, he's, he's promising you're going to beat the other two girls.
0: hmm
1: So I, I, I just think, I think he approaches the wrong person.
0: Interesting. Yeah, what about from Jenna's perspective then? She, you know, is approached by Rob and then she goes... You know, she's all, you've got to be trapping me. And she (laughs) tells Heidi because she can't believe it, which then leads to the conflict between Robin and Heidi, which Jenna takes offense to. Should Jenna have handled this differently, either in the way she receives this from Rob, in her telling of Heidi, in her throwing Rob under the bus? um, Or do you think that this was a good play on her part?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know there's a better way for her to do this i i think i don't know if she approaches it more calm and collected like the other guys and says so rob just promised me final two what does he promise you you it might have gone over a little bit better yeah but at the end of the day like butch and matthew both have their beliefs that rob is on their side it seems it doesn't seem like it's going to be able to split them up from that yeah Cause even they walked away from that and Rob didn't even have to say anything. Butch was like, Oh, she's just trying to stir stuff up. She's just trying to stir stuff up. Like she, she, he, Rob did not offer that up as a reason for what was happening Yeah. or that he, you know, he, he didn't have to lie even and say, I didn't say that. Yeah. Butch just gave him a way out. They are so, kept
0: his yeah, that's one of the like weirdest things about this whole thing for me is how quickly Butch and Matthew are like, Yeah, back on with Rob, how they're already, like, apologizing for him and, like, yeah, not even needing him to defend himself is really interesting. I think that, and you get, like, some insight into this from Matthew's perspective, where he, Matthew really, like, sees himself as Rob's, like, understudy, right? And that his ticket to late in the game is through Rob. I don't know, uh, Butch, maybe it's just, like, the loyalty factor, but... Yeah, it's so interesting that after it seems like his spot is blown up, those two guys are like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I find that whole conversation to be really interesting too between Jenna, Rob, and Heidi specifically after being thrown under the bus, because here's like the central argument that's being made, which I just find so so interesting. Is Jenna and Heidi are saying Rob, you screw people over and you disregard friendships and real relationships to play this game. Everybody else realizes that you're playing this way and they realize that in order to be successful in this game, you have to play this way. So you're doing the right thing to play Survivor. But yet we still don't like it and we're not willing to do it and we're mad at you for it. But we know that that's what you're supposed to do, you know, and it's just like this weird like separation of like game and I don't know, like personal moral lines or whatever that are like, you know, like small lines, not like large things that I, I, yeah, I just found that conversation to be so fascinating where these people are simultaneously saying you are doing the right thing in the game of survivor, but we're not willing to do that. I
1: think, I think what we see there though is a really like human, or it's like their personality coming through, because we even saw in the last season, uh, oh, what's her name, went up to Jeremiah, and was like, "Hey, I'm not going to vote with you. I'm sorry." Like, like, oh, uh, Jeffra str- yeah, Jeffra just straight up told what her plan or you know strategy was, kind of thing. Uh, Whereas like the right survivor land. move, which she clearly should have known, is to not say anything and screw him over. Yes. So I I, I think that what we're seeing here is a it's a combination of like the game hasn't been like really nuanced in that way of really high strategy or whatever. Uh, but also Jenna and Heidi just wouldn't play that way anyway. Like if they were on a current season of survivor, sure. it'd be really hard for them to play that way.
0: I think what I find so fascinating about it is how like how overtly and clearly they can identify this right it's and that not, is really
1: interesting yeah
0: because they're not like like oh i just like don't right. like how you play i would never do that or like my game is loyalty they're like in order to win survivor you have to be strategic and conniving and i don't want to <laughs> it's like yeah. they're they're admitting like i don't want to be good at survivor <laughs> which is yeah. just weird
1: yeah it is weird yeah, this whole season's weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of, uh, yeah, uh, interesting uniquenesses to this one. Uh, let's talk about our immunity challenge, which is the slingshot shuffleboard. They are going to shoot some slingshots at some plates, and however many you get, that means you get that many shuffleboard pieces. And yeah, you're trying to land yours closest to the target at the end of the whole game. Jenna wins this. She has a bunch of um, shuffleboard pieces to throw coming out of the slingshot portion because she does well. But also she gets some gifts. I believe a couple of them are other people hitting her targets. But it really feels like whoever goes last, whoever has the last like throw here has an extreme advantage to win. Does it not feel that way to anybody else?
1: I mean, it does, but the number of throws you get is determined by how good you were at the other challenge. So I I think it's a little bit Um, balanced out that way. But yeah, you do have a huge advantage if you're going last.
0: Yeah, like imagine two people have the same amount. It's like whoever drew to throw last is like almost definitely going to win unless they just choke it hardcore what'd you guys think about this challenge scott did you have a um a perspective on this slingshot and shuffleboard carnival game combo
2: um i did not so i was watching this really late at night and i may have may or may not have dozed off for part of this challenge
0: (laughs) there's your review right there folks <laughs> that's how good of a challenge um, it is.
2: <laughs> I so the slingshot part I got, I understood what was happening, and I woke up for Jenna winning. There you go. <laughs> so I missed the shuffleboard. But I agree, if you're gonna go last, you're probably gonna have a better <laughs> shot of hitting the target and not getting your stuff bumped off. I. else. Yeah. That's an.
0: That's all we need to say about this immunity challenge. It puts Expert to analysis sleep. of this immunity yeah. challenge.
1: <laughs> every good time. although rob was in it for a very long time yeah, having was. one shot at it
0: yeah that's true he got like knocked around a lot um we talked at length about christy's inability to commit which ultimately proves to be her downfall i think we covered that pretty well right
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's not rehash it. It hurts.
0: Let's talk about Jenna giving up her immunity at tribal council. Like we said, this is the first time ever in survivor history where six seasons in um, where somebody relinquishes their individual immunity. She gives it to Heidi. And again, ultimately, it bore no fruit. There was no practical effect of this. But what did you guys think as this happened when you, you know, for the first time in our viewing see somebody take the necklace off at tribal and give it to someone else. What was going through y'all's minds?
2: I did not get it. <laughs> it, it honestly felt kind of pointless in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> because at this point the plan was to get Christy out, right? Uh
0: the two of them, let me check the yeah the two of them voted for Christy.
2: Okay. So they know they have the numbers.
0: Maybe they're worried that they don't have the numbers and that they're going to, I don't know.
2: But but also, like, if you're worried you don't have the numbers, why are you giving up your immunity necklace? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's fair. Yeah, it felt
1: it felt like a weird like confidence move, but like you shouldn't be that confident. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, I feel like it was
3: more of a loyalty thing, like what we were just talking about, where they were like, Mm -hmm. "We're not willing to backstab to win." I think that was just another show of we're in this together. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's inconsequential because we know who's going home. Yeah, we are friends.
2: I guess I was just really confused. <laughs> it could have been it. a thing where,
0: like, I don't know, maybe they think that Christy has it out for Heidi versus Jenna, right? And so that if now, yeah. you know, Heidi's not an option to be voted out, maybe Christy will vote with them or something in case, <laughs> I... like, they did have, you know, the guys were voting with Christy against them. I don't know.
1: I would love that to be the case, because that means Jenna thinks, well, Christy doesn't like Heidi, but she likes me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, didn't Rob say like to their faces that he was planning to vote Heidi out next? Um,
0: yeah, that's in point. the next episode. I think. Yeah, he
1: said that yeah. Heidi is his next target.
3: So maybe that is what that means to. I don't know. <laughs> like addressing that. <laughs> statement i just i yeah, don't perfectly. get it because it doesn't
1: it doesn't do anything yeah yeah and you might get voted out it makes no sense
0: yeah it's interesting yeah. especially from like a e- storytelling perspective like we it comes out of nowhere right we don't hear anything about jenna saying like i don't know i feel like heidi might be in trouble right as far as i remember there's nothing like that yeah yeah no there wasn't. no so. here's something
3: i would like to say and you know i don't know how they edited it Whatever. But I know that Christy never felt included in the original tribe that she was in. Mm -hmm. She never felt like Heidi and Jenna really cared about her as a player, whatever. And then in this episode, they finally realized, oh, it's not guaranteed that we are gonna stay in this game. And so they go to her, they go to Christy and they're like, let's form an alliance. You know, we could get voted out yeah and that's like a realization for them and that's what christy's been living this whole game and then they're just begging her to join them and i think this move too shows yeah we were just desperate but we don't need you we don't care about you
1: Man. Yeah, you know
3: what i mean that
1: high schoolers should show this that way they can demonstrate what privilege is whoa
3: what Oh, high schools! I thought you said high schoolers. I was like, "What?" I, I
1: might have said high school. Whatever. But high school. Should. No, but honestly, this because is, this is just the personification of what privilege is. Yeah, it's like, like you don't yeah. understand what.
3: <laughs> right. It, yeah. So that I did not appreciate that in this episode, and I think that that was how I was viewing that necklace thing too. Mm. It's just like, oh well, we we're good, so we're just gonna keep hanging out, <laughs> the two of us. Yeah. And Christy's gone. Doesn't matter, even though we acted so desperate to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's ultimately a a play that keeps them in the game, um, you know, at least uh, a cycle longer. But again, that's like due to Rob's doing, right? It's because Rob decided to like um, move across the aisle, so to speak, and offer to work with Heidi and Jenna. They didn't go about doing this, right? Um, Otherwise they may have found themselves on the wrong end of the votes. Yeah, it's interesting.
3: But them talking about like... I don't know. You know, we could never backstab somebody. Yeah. You know, sure, Christy didn't agree to join them, but they went to her with no real genuine interest in aligning with her. Yeah. Yeah. No plan other than dropped her like a hot rock.
1: Right. We all agree that Christy deserves to be in this game more. We we move on from this. I'm sorry. I'm just
3: clarifying (laughs) another thing. (laughs) That was upsetting to me as I had to watch Christy leave. It's
0: a good point. Um, I want to talk about this move from Rob's perspective really quickly. Like we said, Rob is kind of the instigator of this, um, approaching Jenna and Heidi to say, hey, I know we hate each other, but let's work together and just vote Christy out because she can't commit. Ultimately, what happens here is um, Christy votes for Jenna, right? Christy was blindsided, and so... As far as Christy was concerned, she was gonna vote with the guys to vote out Jenna. Um so maybe there there's some like um validation for well actually it it would have made this a wild move if if Jenna gave up her immunity necklace and then they didn't have the numbers and Christy votes with the guys and Jenna gets voted out. That would be wild, but that's not what happened. What I'm asking is, because it turns out that Christy was going to be on board with Rob, Matthew, and Butch, was this the still the right move for Rob to make to approach Jenna and Heidi and vote Christy out? Or should he have stand stood pat or stayed voting with the guys against Jenna? Basically, is it better for Rob that Christy's gone, or would it be better for him with Jenna or Heidi gone? If he would have stayed, Pat,
1: I think it all just comes down to who he wants to take to the final two. Because if he really does want to take Jenna to the final two, then obviously he wants to keep her. Uh huh. But Matthew knew that they were voting for Christie, so obviously he right. made that decision beforehand to vote for Christie.
0: Right. Yeah, I imagine that Rob clued Matthew in, but not Butch because because Butch voted for Jenna. Right. Um
1: Yeah, I I don't. So regardless of how this ends, Rob is sitting there with uh, Butch and Matthew. So even so even if uh, Christy and Heidi are left or Jenna and Heidi are left. Rob is still sitting there with a three person majority,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. regardless if he gets voted out there. The only thing that matters is if he wants to take one of those girls to the final two with him. Yeah. Because I, I don't think he's in any more or less powerful position, really, regardless who get, went home. Jenna might be a little bit more conniving, but...
0: Mm-hmm. I think Jenna Jenna is less strategically conniving, but more just, like, socially conniving, right? Because I was thinking right. about this, too, where, like, Christy, you get somebody who maybe has the capacity to, like, lie and backstab, Um And is more of a wild card because you don't know what she's doing. Jenna, you get someone who actively dislikes you, but you're pretty sure you know what she's going to do at every moment, right? Because she is pretty open with it. Right. The more I thought about this, the more I felt like, because at first I was like, oh, I wonder if this like actually is not good for him. But the more I think about it, the more I think it is for those reasons that As we've discussed, it seems like Christy probably has a more compelling case in front of the jury than Jenna would. Um, And, yeah, you – again, you know what you're getting with Jenna, whereas Christy – yeah, you don't know. She has a hard time committing. She has the capacity probably more than Jenna to screw you over.
1: The thing about putting Christy on the jury, too, is it means if it's Rob and someone other than Jenna – Or Heidi, basically, if it's if it's if it's Rob, Heidi or Jenna in the final two versus someone else, if it's one of those three versus someone else, Christy will vote for that someone else. Christy is not going to vote for Rob, Jenna or Heidi unless she has to vote for one of those interesting three. And so I I think she's an interesting person to put on the jury, Mm -hmm. especially since you basically just strung her along for three days. Hmm. On opposite sides of, a, of an issue. Yeah. Uh, this is like, it's such a weird, this is just going to be such a weird jury. Like, yeah, it is.
0: It day. is. Yeah. So again, as this all shakes out, Christie's voted out four to two. Uh, she joins the jury. We've just got one episode left before we hit the finale. So let's go ahead and have a fantasy update here. Um, coming in to this episode, the Believe in Yourself and Aliens tribe—sorry, Believe in Yourself and Aliens is tribe—is making a surge, but still um, behind the first place tribe, Bangarang, um, which is led by Scott as team captain.
3: And Yay. after this
0: episode, the the lead remains, but it grows ever more slim. Um, Believe in Yourself and Aliens Tribe had another good week here. Um, Mm -hmm. 15 points for Matthew after he wins that um, reward challenge. Also votes correctly and survives. Uh, Heidi nets him 10 points. Only five for Butch since he put the vote in the wrong place. The Poison Dart Frog Tribe of Emily's captaining... Got a full 10 from Rob, but loses her second-to-last member in Christy, who netted her zero points. And then lastly, Tribe Bangarang gets a solid 20 points from Jenna for voting correctly, surviving, and winning the immunity challenge. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that means that our scores at this point in third place with 310 points is the Poison Dart Frog Tribe, in second place with 375 <laughs> is the Believe in Yourself and Aliens Tribe and just narrowly staying ahead by 5 points is Tribe Bang Arang. Surge. The surge, it's not yet completed but it's trending in that direction. Adam now has 3 tribe members remaining to his team's uh one apiece meaning that you have over half of the players left in the game on your tribe. How are you feeling about your chances after this 12th episode, Adam?
1: Well, I honestly have no idea. I know I have a majority (laughs) of players left, but I'm not sure I feel good about my standings. (laughs) uh, Just Rob and Jenna have been so centered on everything Mm -hmm. as of lately. They feel like such strong competitors that like, Regardless of me having a majority, if I don't have one, at least one of the final two, it's going to be hard to win. Sure.
0: Yep. I think that the final tribal council votes um, are going to probably decide this thing. It's going to be 10 points each for a vote at final tribal Um, with a final two. There'll be seven jurors. So there's 70 points right there for the taking. Um what do we say we hit our mvps huh oh.
3: uh,
0: mm-hmm. um scott since your tribe is still in the lead why don't you hit us with your mvp of the episode first
2: um i'm gonna say matthew just for the reward yes. challenge mm-hmm. um just because he, obviously he won he had the good moment where he let everybody else get their loved one and then obviously got to go chill with his mama for a bit so that's my pick and the amazonians and the amazon you cannot forget the amazonians
0: whom his mom was definitely scared of
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> tough look for matthew's mom <laughs> uh, adam who gets your mvp point today
1: you know i think i'm also gonna give it to matthew i really wanted to give it to christy but she, I, I, I just genuinely feel like she made an error today. And huge error. It, it, if she had made the right decision there, she would be my MVP. But Matthew has been such a solid player this game or this yeah. episode in particular. So,
0: yeah, like you said, a really humanizing episode for Matthew wins that reward challenge. Um, and uh, we didn't even mention this the main reason that Rob even approaches Jenna with the whole final two conversation, which sets a lot of things into motion is that now he's worrying that he would actually have a hard time beating Matthew in final two. Now where to yeah. this point he's been his like okay. go-to goat. Um, but now he's like, man, Matthew's doing a lot of good stuff here. I don't know if I can beat him anymore. Um, Emily, why don't you hit us with your MVP?
3: Yeah, I was going to pick Matthew too. All for right. all the same reasons. So there it is.
0: Matthew, a third MVP point. I'll go ahead and make it four. He has a really strong episode here um, for all the reasons that we've said. Um, he is on the right side of the votes, proving that even though Rob maybe had some doubts and maybe still has some doubts, he's still worthy of his trust. So, yeah, I think Matthew is the standout in this episode. I thought about giving it to Rob, um, but you know, because he was going to be safe even if he didn't switch things up, Um, yeah, I thought ultimately Matthew had the better round. Anything else from this episode that you guys want to get in or forever hold your peace? It's
2: all gravy, baby. It's all
0: gravy.
1: It's all good in the neighborhood.
0: It's all
1: gravy, baby.
0: We miss Dave. (laughs) We really miss Dave. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We don't, we
1: don't miss Dave.
0: <laughs> I kind of liked Dave. He had his moments.
2: <laughs> Bang a ring. Bang-a-ring, baby. Bang a ring forever. <laughs> thank it's you Texas forever, for listening
0: forever. to this episode <laughs> of Outwatch a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Make sure you subscribe because we are nearing the conclusion of this episode or of this season. It'll be our everybody's this favorite episode. episode the live finale rewatch here coming up soon. So subscribe. So you don't miss that. Um, send us your answers to our opening question. What would happen if you got drunk on survivor to our email outwatch at gmail.com or on our Twitter at outwatch podcast. And make sure you tune in next time when we will be rewatching recapping And reacting to the penultimate episode of Survivor the Amazon, the Amazon heats up.
2: There's some there's some sexual heat there.
0: (sighs) We'll see you next time.